Welcome, I'm Jay. And I'm Shaw. And this is show 12. Show 12. I have one, two. One, two. Yeah, I'm very happy we made it this far. Anyway, in today's show, we're going to talk about... Pope Tweets, St. Athanasius, uh, the canonization of two popes, uh, and the upcoming readings with a little uh, reflection from from Pope Francis. Very good. With that, Shaw... Let's jump straight into it. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here. Let's let's uh start my favorite. Part. See, I, what yeah. I'm doing is I'm beating around the bush, which yeah. is oh. it's a joke. It's funny. I know. Like Even beating now, around the burning bush. Every word that I'm saying <laughs> is beating around the bush. <laughs> anyway, pop tweet. Pop tweet. All right, so the Pope tweeted, Christ is risen. Alleluia. On Easter. Which makes sense. Yeah. It's a timely yeah. timely tweet. And notice there's no H there. Thank you. Yes, there's no <laughs> H. It's an A. Alleluia. Yeah, so, I mean, it was Easter. It's still Easter time now, and we're, the octave of Easter goes for eight days after Easter, and almost every Mass is, in a way, a Sunday Mass. We're still celebrating Christ risen, and even for the next 50 days until Pentecost, it's still Easter season, which is pre- pretty cool. I mean, we, we fast for 40 days, and darkness has that one hour on Good Friday, and then light has all of eternity and these 50 days of Easter. Pretty cool. But that tweet itself, I looked up, the Pope has maybe eight or nine different Twitter accounts um, and I looked at how, how many retweets he got, so I had to add up all the different languages, because he has all the, the different uh, languages there. And he got nearly 100,000 retweets just on that Sunday of Easter, which apparently a lot of people were on Twitter and not, I don't know, <laughs> hunting for eggs. But <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool anyway. Then uh, he got a lot, he got some good uh, street cred there on Twitter. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> now, that makes me wonder, do you think they do have Easter in other parts of the world, like with a bunny and eggs, or is that mostly United States thing? I have no idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe some... in, I don't know, in Africa they have a hedgehog. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. <laughs> Good. Uh, Somebody look it up and let us know if, yeah, if email the bunny us. rabbit is just an American invention. <laughs> it's I'm sorry, or maybe Israel. Israel. Israelian? I don't know. Israeli. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, um, let's move on to St. Facts. Yes. So this coming Friday, May 2nd, is the Feast of St. Athanasius, who is a really cool saint uh, from the very early church, the sort of foundations when the the early church fathers were really grappling with, you know, who who is Christ? And and let's really expand upon, you know, he left us this uh, really rich theology, but they're kind of trying to figure it all out. Um, so he was the Bishop of Alexandria um, sometime in the year 200 and 300 BC, um, and he spent most of his life fighting the heresy of Arianism. And at the time, Arianism is a heresy that's named after Arius, and Arius claimed that Christ wasn't divine, so he wasn't God. So yeah, Christ is the Son of God, but he was just kind of a lesser like a demigod even. And this at the time sort of, we talked about in a couple of podcasts ago, Gnosticism, I believe. And this is the same time that Gnosticism came about. And Christ was in that, like, oh, there's all these little gods. and um, But he denied the divinity of Christ. So uh, Athanasius spent most of his life just fighting and fighting this and writing so much about 
why Christ was God and how he is divine, that you can't deny that and still be a Christian. Um, and he was actually um, exiled five different times just because he so ardently defended the divinity of Christ. Um, so I think he's a really, I think personally, maybe a great example for perseverance in defending the truths of Christianity. We come under fire a lot, I think, maybe in the media and um, I don't know, at work or wherever, you know, that might happen. Um, so there's a perseverance there that, you know, even the early Christians had to fight um, sort of that denial as well. So, I don't know, kind of cool saint, so. Very cool. Yeah. That's the first time I really heard that story. Um, moving on, we are in one of the most exciting times to be a Catholic, uh, and that is the canonization that's the right word. Canonization. Canonization. Canonization of two popes to become two different saints. And that is, of course, Saint John the 23rd? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then all our favorite, John Paul II, JP2, man. Yeah. Finally making it to sainthood. So, um,. John the Twenty Third was a very pastoral pope, similar to Pope Francis, which means he was out amongst the people and and not necessarily saying, "Hey, follow my words," but actually follow my actions, which is a pretty cool way to lead. Um, he was very close to the people. He also opened the Second Vatican Council and most recent Council of the Church to help begin to usher the church into the modern world. So just kind of moving the church forward, which very glad he did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, JP too, um, of of course, uh, he played a crucial and uh, decisive role in the collapse of communism and the end of the Cold War. He was a spiritually, morally, and intellectually towering figure grappling with many modern theo theological questions and ushered in the new evangelization and took a real look at human sexuality. So both of these popes are now saints. Soon. They are now. <laughs> Did it officially happen? Yes. When they hear this, it will have. Because wow. it's happening this Sunday. So sorry. Wow. That's yes. cool. Very exciting. So yeah, they're officially saints now. So we can... I mean, they were, they were blesseds before, so we could always have prayed to them before, but especially now the church holds them up as models of, of Christians and says, you know, pray uh, ask to them, asking them for, for help for things in your life. And, uh, I mean, John Paul II was, I think, maybe, the, uh, he's been, uh, I think, dead maybe nine years now, if I'm Is it doing that getting, correctly. Getting around there, yeah. Um, but it's just such a powerhouse, and he was Pope for such a long time that I think a lot of us really connect with him as maybe our as our Pope, right? Benedict was Pope for a shorter time, and Pope Francis is still new, but I saw John Paul II in Canada for World Youth Day when I was in high school, and just such a powerful experience and a powerful man. I mean, when he drove through the, the millions of youth for, to, for the Sunday Mass at the end of World Youth Day, it just... He passes by you and the crowd just breaks down, like in the presence of this holy, saintly man, just brings everyone to tears. And I had a good friend then in high school who actually had the opportunity to be up on stage for that last mass. I mean, you know, like this is World Youth Day. There's 
everybody. There's millions from Brazil and from France and us crazy Americans up there in Canada. And he just randomly was able to be up there on stage. And he was, I mean, he would tell this. He's like, I barely took my faith seriously. We're just kind of like, hey, let's make a trip to Toronto, Canada. Like, that sounds fun. But um, up on that stage, he had a massive conversion during the mass. And he went through the rest of high school and then college and just really adhered to his faith and eventually entered the seminary to study, become a priest, all because of that that moment up there with the Pope. And wow. he actually discerned the priesthood wasn't for him and is yeah. now happily married and all that, but still, okay. still a, a yeah. strong Catholic and just kind of a cool, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's millions of stories of that of mm-hmm. JP2 touching people's lives. So anyway, wow. yeah. St. John Paul II, the Great. The Great. <laughs> yes. Uh, so moving on a little bit, we have the upcoming Sunday readings. Um, so read them, reflect on them a little bit, and we're going to guide you through uh, a little bit of those. But those upcoming readings are, um, since they're, we're in the sort of the new covenant when the Easter season, we don't have the Old Testament readings, which is kind of cool. That first reading is always some Acts of the Apostles, which is fun. So Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 14, 22 through 33. And then our psalm is chapter 16, 1 through 11. And then First Peter, chapter 1, verses 17 through 21. And then the gospel reading is Luke, chapter 24, 13 through 35, which is one of my almost all-time favorite gospel readings. And Jay is going to read just a section of the end of that for you. Uh, right now. And it happened that while he was with them at the table, he took bread and said the blessing, broke it and gave it to them. With their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, we're not our hearts burning within us? While he spoke to us and on the way and opened the scripture to us. So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Such a cool reading. I mean, as Catholics, we really value the Eucharist. We believe it's the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, and he established that at the Last Supper before his passion and death on the cross. But so cool that later after he rose, he's just walking down the street next to some of his (laughs) disciples, and they're like, who's this guy over here? And they don't know who he is, and they invite him into his house, and they recognize him when he... You know, it sounds so familiar. He took the bread, blessed, and broke it, right? Like, he's giving them the Eucharist. And they said, were our hearts not burning within us? It's just such an amazing reading. So, I think I saw earlier today by the bishop. I don't remember his name. He's the bishop from Juneau, Alaska. So, way up there. But he tweeted out earlier today about this gospel reading. And he said that after, you know, they were on their way to Emmaus. But after they, um, they heard what Christ said and sort of opened the scriptures to them, they went back to Jerusalem, the foundation of the faith, right? So he said, so as they went back to Jerusalem and the scriptures are open to them, let us return to the Eucharist ourselves and return to scripture if we've sort of stalled in our faith. Really cool. Um, 
And with that, we talked about uh, Pope Francis. Today for us, every Wednesday, he gives a general audience. Uh, anyone that happens to be at the Vatican, hundreds of people will kind of gather around and he will give uh, a short teaching. John Paul II, we said, uh, for years and years and years, every single Wednesday would talk about the theology of the body. Pope Francis uh, has sort of carried that on with other popes as well. And for this Wednesday, he talked a little bit about this in the road to Emmaus and the Eucharist. Um, and this is what he had to say today. Dear brothers and sisters, the joy of Easter is born of our faith in Christ's resurrection and his continuing presence in the church and in our world. With the resurrection, all has been made new and fresh hope has been poured out upon our world. The question which the angel asked the woman on the morning of the resurrection is directed to us as well. Why do you seek the living among the dead? The gospel shows us three examples of a life-changing encounter with the risen Lord and invites us to a similar encounter. Like Thomas, we need to grasp the reality of Christ rising to new life. Like Mary Magdalene, we need to hear Jesus' voice calling our name. And like the travelers on the road to Emmaus, we need to find renewed joy and hope by recognizing that the Lord is ever at our side. These disciples sought the living among the dead, yet Jesus led them by different paths to faith in him and the power of his resurrection. Today, he challenges each of us to seek him, the living one, and to leave behind everything that holds us back from encountering him and sharing in the rebirth, the freedom, and the hope which he alone can give. Pope Francis. That was pretty good. So when did he say this was... This Just was recently. today. Today. He For said. us, today, recording today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the 23rd of April. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. All right. Um, as always, please get on uh, a Twitter. We have a, tw a Twitter account. Yes. And that is, we're at slash PV. Mm-hmm. And that's a double N, Stan PV, St. Mm -hmm. Ann PV. Uh, Facebook, we're on Facebook. Hit us up. Send us a question. Like our shows. Um, interact. Tell us where the Easter Bunny came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where in the world is the Easter Bunny? Um, what does he do for the rest of the 364 days of the year? I don't. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, Sitting on the beach. I would. <laughs> so... Big news for St. Anne's. Yes. We, we Archbishop Nauman will be here Saturday, May 3rd, at the 4 p.m. Mass uh, for a pastoral visit. Yes. Every, I'm not sure how often, there's, oh man, I don't remember, there's a 23, 26, someone can let me know. There's, maybe, I'm going to go with 23. There's 23 parishes in the Archdiocese. Mm -hmm. Um so Archbishop Nauman is sort of in charge or of in head of that's sort of his his flock, all of us here in all of our different parishes. And he has a cycle that he'll visit each parish sort of as as a pastoral visit. I mean he comes here and he does uh confirmations sometimes, but this is sort of his official bishop as official visit as bishop. Um so he'll be presiding over that mass. Um all of us on staff are doing a little presentation and sort of all the different programs we have going on here at the parish. Um, that'll be happening after Mass, as well as 
the, it's also the senior mass. So all graduating seniors are going to be at that mass, a special blessing for them. There'll be a reception afterwards and the bishop will be there with Father Keith. Um, so just a, a cool time that sort of, if you don't get to see the bishop very often, go to that four o'clock mass and yeah. um, see the, the shepherd of, of our, of our local flock here in the Kansas City area. So. Question. Yes. Does Archbishop Nauman know of the show? I don't think he does. Ooh. But maybe we'll put it in the little presentation we give him. Just, yeah, had all just... these little bullet points. He has sort of five, as a bishop, he has five sort of pastoral priorities that he'd like the each parish to be putting forth. One of them, like evangelization. One is, you know, serving others. Um so we have to like, well, how do our programs kind of fit into those priorities, those goals of his? And I'm sure the podcast fits one, like maybe evangelization, kind of the new evangelization yeah. here. So we'll slide it in there. there yes. yeah, I don't know. We'll get him on the show. That would, can you imagine? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, that wraps up the entire show there, Shaw. We did Yes, it, it does, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. I know. It, Thank you. Yes. If you if this is your first time listening, um, welcome, welcome. We're glad you're here. Uh, I know we're we're bulletin official, and Easter just happened, so there's a good chance there might be some more listeners yeah. to the show. But uh, tell your friends, tell your friends. Uh, thank you so much for finding us and investigating, and even if you're just playing it off our website or. Or, you know, sitting, doing your, checking emails at work and having this on in the background. We really appreciate it. And uh, don't hesitate to get involved. We do have ways uh, through our website to subscribe on iTunes. So this show can be delivered to you automatically whenever we publish. So you don't have to remember to seek us out and whatever. Mm -hmm. And we can just right on into you. And whether, so, if you and if you have Android, you can just download any of the many podcast apps. Just go to the Play Store for Android for Google and just search podcast. And there's a bunch of different apps, and you can search for us. And it be if you spell out the word Saint, so just like Saint Anne podcast, will probably get you there. So yeah. I get it delivered to my phone every Monday when I publish it. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. it's nice, and also to my tab. That's, yeah. I like listening to podcasts right before I fall asleep. I don't know. It's very soothing. It's, it's like good. somebody's talking. I do it when I drive, usually. So, oh, good. You know. All right. Different strokes. That's right. Well, anyway, um, thank you again. I'm Jay. And I'm Shaw. God bless.